This is an audio-only podcast taken from a Twitch live stream, so some content may not make sense outside of its live environment, and there may be short breaks in the audio. To watch the full live talk show, please visit www.twitch.tv forward slash hi7ch. Uh, Alright, let's start this shit. I welcome everybody. I'm going to hand it over to uh, Nilsa, Mr. Cola, Pixels at Don Gaming. Uh, we're doing a podcast. He's going to tell you about shit, and uh, and there you go. I, I, uh, I'm quite happy for you to hand it over to Mr. Cola. That's fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's. Let, let... Oh God. Oh, I'm totally prepared yeah. for this. But let's Hello, let's hand it over to Mr. And Gray. Welcome to the Hitching Post <laughs> podcast uh, today is sunday june 27th 2021 but you could be listening to this anytime in the future uh today we're going to be talking about all sorts of different um sequels really um we're going to be talking about games where the sequel is much worse than the first game that should uh, you know that's that's more rare i think than than not but i guess we'll see what we get here uh we're also going to talk about games where the sequel is better which i think in general that's what we tend to find usually if a ge- the first game is good enough to warrant a second game, you know, they do a good job with the second game. Um, then we're also going to talk about, uh, you know, long running game series and, uh, you know, where there might be an opportunity for a series that the last game in the series is the best game in the series, which is quite a feat when you think of some of these things that have been going on for years and years. So hopefully that uh, that sums it up for you. Um, well you guys, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without any notes either, so very good, very good. <laughs> so yes, so we talked about sequels today. Um, people quite often say there's a lack of originality in sort of modern games, and everything's a sequel and things like that. But sequels have been around since the very beginning of video games. So the first ever video game sequel was a game called, and, and this may or may not be correct, but this is what I've read, <laughs> uh, is uh, a game called Pong doubles so in 1972 pong came out and then they released pong doubles which is a four-player version of pong it's exactly the same as pong but there's four bats because yeah. obviously pong was meant to be like tennis so they just added the doubles version in so that was kind of the first um first sequel um in the video game sphere um and they had a few more go on go on hitch i just have to mention did you know that pong was actually um, about invaders from space. That is actually the law behind Pong, is there is actually invaders from space. And the guy, when he when he wrote it, thought that they're having this epic space battle and they've got deflector shields and everything else. And I was just like, oh, I always assumed it was tennis. Yeah, everyone so, always assumed yeah. it was tennis. So sorry. this day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of, um, there was a TV show in the United States, well, in, in, on Nickelodeon, um, called uh, Nick Arcade. And I've been watching that a lot lately. And, like, one of the first things they do for the teams to fight on is, like, a Pong clone that was actually done on Amigas. But <laughs> one of them is, like, a space station. And you're, like, defending your side of the space station as a ball goes back and forth. And you have to, like, try to do damage to each side. I mean, they just kind of are disguising Pong, right? But, yeah. yeah. No, uh, a- accurate game. That yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just being faithful to the original. Yeah. So, yeah. Little did you know. Um, 
So that was kind of the first uh, sequel, but there were a few that came after that. But the early sequels to games were generally just slight tweaks to the gameplay, or they added one extra mode, or it, it was a different background, or just had some different sounds and things like that. So Sounds yeah, like, like Far Cry 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. But So you had things like Wheels and Wheels 2, which was also called Speed Race, which was a sort of overhead racer. You know this sort of thing, like uh, if you know things like Spy Hunter, where you, you're sort of driving up the screen and the, uh, yep. the uh, landscape is passing on either side. So it's that kind of game, and there were many of those games. I discovered about 14 of those games. So they really got in on the sequel side of things. Um, and around about the same time, you had things like Tank and Tank 2. So that's the Atari tank with the with the maze driving around, shooting at each other. And the sequel was just some different mazes and some different sound effects. Can, can I just say, um, they've definitely got better at naming games. Tank, I was just going to say, like, pong. you know, there's something to be said about how, how in the early days they literally could just call a game golf yes. or tank or whatever. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, we, we don't have to get crazy with it. We don't have to have Super Turbo EX 2012 edition. We can just call it what it is, and yep. that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it wasn't really until sort of late 70s, early 80s, where you start to get what we wouldn't consider to be sequels today. So you've got things like uh, Space Invaders Part 2, which I didn't even know existed until quite recently. <laughs> but um, but that's 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 a bit different. That's got more it's got more of a plot and it's got more of a sort of a um a sort of progression through the game. It's, than it's the on Earth stream. It's on Ant stream, guys. It is on Ant stream. Well, that's mainly how I know it exists. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Um. And then in the early 80s, you've got things like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., which are almost completely different games. Uh, and things like uh, Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man, which, are, um, which is, as, as Hitch mentioned before the stream to me, is it's kind of a, a mod to the original Pac-Man. But it's, uh, it's still considered to be the, the sequel to the, the, the first Pac-Man game. It's so, better, um, it's better so game. It's definitely a better yeah, game. Yeah, um, yeah so that's, totally when that's when we start to get different... Uh, sort of sequels which added something Excuse material me. to the first game but um but yeah so there's, there's a lot of sequels i mean if you come up to modern day i had a quick look at what sequels came out last year um you got things like uh ori and the will of the wisps which is sequels to ori in the blind forest of course which is a very pretty platform game um you got things like doom eternal which is uh, a, a sequel to to a Doom reboot, <laughs> which is oh, maybe stretching it slightly. Uh, you got things like Surgeon Simulator 2, which is insanity. Um, very different to the first Surgeon Simulator game, actually, um, surprisingly. I have never heard of this. This is new mm. to me. Yeah, I've, I've played the first one, which is, if you've never played Surgeon Simulator, it's one of those games where the controls is the game, really. You know, it's you're kind of fighting the controls to, like, figure out how you're supposed to do stuff clumsily. Um, I don't know what the second game is like. Yeah. It's I, I, sort I, of I... like that, but there's a bit more of a, a kind of progression and game to it, I think. I've not, I've not played it myself. But... I, I need to point out, I'm an idiot. I actually thought you said, I've heard of Surgeon Simulator. I thought you said Surge and Simulator. <laughs> and I'd not okay. heard of Surge and Simulator. <laughs> Surge and Simulator. Yes. <laughs> Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> I was like, what kind of game is this? It sounds great. Surge and Simulator? What? 
Yeah. I don't have to choose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other sequels that came out last year, um, Last of Us Part 2, which was controversial, of course. No but, spoilers. Uh, but no spoilers, because Hitch hasn't played it. So, And I haven't finished it yet, so also no spoilers. <laughs> and uh, a, a, a game very close and also simulating not close to Hitch's heart is uh, Spelunky 2 came out last year as well. Oh boy, Spelunky 2. So, sorry, hands up who's finished both games multiple times. And I don't expect anybody in chat to do it either. I rolling. Who emotion. still plays probably eight hours a week and still can't get past Olmec all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I'm at at this point. Oh, in the first or the second? In both? It's yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter what phase. I I mean, I'll usually get to the second phase, but yeah, it's like something stupid ends up killing me. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, bad situations or me just not noticing something small, and I I get so upset. But it is what it is. I know we're going off conversation here, sorry, Pixels, but I have watched so many people stream Spelunky or Spelunky 2, and and they're like, oh, I died to this, I died to that, and I'm watching them saying, how did you miss that chest? How did you not see it? People don't seem to see things in that game. It's as if you've got this terrifying blank mask over your face. Sometimes you can get tunnel vision in that, and sometimes you can get a little bit big for your britches really you know especially and i think that's my biggest problem now is like i can consistently kill shopkeepers no problem doesn't like it's not even half a thought in swanky too yeah and you can get so loaded up and when you have a jet pack and a shotgun and you know a ton of bombs and everything else you're like i i can do whatever i want i don't have to pay attention to everything but no you you do you need to pay attention to everything everything still still very much wants to kill you um, nothing's changed it, in that regard. Yeah. It is a. You've got to remember, it's different playing the game to watching someone else playing the game, especially if you know the game well. Because um, even even me watching you playing your hitch, sometimes it's like you, you set up a mind. It's like, oh, I didn't see that there. It's like, how did you not see that there? I saw it, but of course, <laughs> I'm looking at different parts of the screen to you. Um, as a, yeah, because your your focus observer. your focus as a viewer is not necessarily on the character, whereas when you're playing, it's absolutely <laughs> focused on the character. I guess generally. Well, I mean, I I've I've been told. Work. I've been told. Oh, no, Jesus Christ! Fine, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So so from that list, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I I own three of those sequels from just from the last year, um, which shows me that I am a fan of sequels. <laughs> I don't I don't object to sequels, kind of things, because some people are really really sort of um really hate just sequels to games they want originality all the time um and you see that a lot in in game journalism as well so like, what? i feel I've i need to seen... defend myself here but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, i i wasn't pointing that at anyone in particular yeah. but um there's i mean there's it goes it goes to different extremes as well um but some people say i've played the first game i don't want to play a, another version of that game mm-hmm. um but equally, you can go to the other extreme where there's been 17 of that of that game, and you don't want to play the next that, of that, that game. Which that's is me. I, t- I tend to be okay to like number crash. three, mm. and then number four, I'm like, oh really? And five, six, and seven, I'm not even exaggerating here. I'm just like, no, 
you know, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, all of those games. They're on like seven or eight. If you count the 2D ones, Assassin's Creed actually has 15 games, I think. That's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, some of these, I mean, I saw that Mario has, if you take all of his games, it's like <laughs> yes. 130 or 140 <laughs> titles. Oh, yeah. Crap. It's, it's definitely not yeah. a new thing. Nintendo are probably the biggest abusers of sequels and repeating the same thing over. I mean, how many oh, yeah. Mario Kart games? Are there? Mario Kart Eight, something uh, like that. Yes, Mario Kart Eight. And, and that's a just a driving the, game. Or nine. Nine. nine? Eight. Eight. And eight. that's just in the sort of yeah, because it's like a little, cause... it's like a little infinite loop that they do because there's like anti grab stuff in the new one, so yeah. that's why they did that. And it's also representing the the uh, the constant infinite uh, sort of Mobius strip of Mario Kart games. <laughs> it just keeps going in, on. In a way, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's very true, and and that's only taken into account the numbered Mario Kart games as well. I think yeah. there's there's other Mario Kart games which have got different sort of designations and stuff like um, DS and things like that as well. So that's true, actually. Um, yes, so there's probably more than eight. Yeah, so mm. I think it I think it's it's like a personal preference thing. It, it changes from from person to person. I kind of look at things like the Assassin's Creed series and go, well, maybe after enough time has passed, I might not mind going back to one of the later one, ones that they've released, like yeah. Odyssey or something, because I haven't played that kind of game for for like ten years or whatever. So, um, but looking at it now, I think the difference between with things like Assassin's Creed as well is they're almost a sequel to a type of game. Not necessarily a sequel to Assassin's Creed because uh, yeah. Ubisoft being one of the worst offenders for these sorts of things, yeah. a lot of their games have a very, very similar structure. So you can get well, I played Far Cry, whatever. I don't want to play this other fr franchise of theirs because it's just Far Cry with a different skin on it yeah. to an extent, anyway. That's why I don't want so, to play Elden Ring. It's just another yeah. Dark Souls, even though it's not Dark Souls. It it is just another Dark Souls. Yeah, oh. it's it's. It's it's difficult as well because if you love that kind of series as well, yeah. it, you can just go just keep giving me me forever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's definitely some games that are like that for for, for a lot of people, and, and that's true of like um, what you might say casual video game players as well. It, yeah, a lot of us go, oh, it's just another FIFA or just another S Madden coming sequels, out. They're so tricky because yeah. you can. <laughs> So like, let's just say the first game was good. The first game was something loved, and they decide to make a sequel. Well, of course, you can fall into the trap of making the same game again, just with a different skin and just a different thing. And some people will be... That's exactly what they want. They want just, like, an iteration, something slightly prettier each year. Other people want you to flip the table, which I think in the 80s a lot happened a lot more. You know, like, um, they switch shifted gameplay styles from 1 to 2 a lot more. Um, but that brings in the inherent danger of you're not doing anything the first one did, and now you're taking a complete risk that this is going to be fun. Yeah. So it's tough. Um, and sometimes I'm like, do I really want uh, the second one? If it is so much better than the first, then maybe I'm not going to care about the first anymore. And then that, in my mind, it's a little disappointing in a way, because then you're just like, well, then there's no reason for anybody to play the first game, kind of, unless there's like a story. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it comes into that part, too. There's, there's, and this wasn't a game I was going to talk about actually today, but it, there's an interesting, it brings up an interesting point because if you think of something like the original 
Dawn of War game, the Warhammer 40k RTS. Mm-hmm. The second game to that is entirely different. They completely flipped up the structure. It's like a squad-based thing. Um, and then they came to make three, which is crap, by the way. Um, and then they go, well, loads of people love the RTS version. Loads of people like the squad-based one. Now what do we do? We've got two entirely both. different games. What's the third <laughs> one? Um, and I would have been quite happy to have a sequel of either one of those because I love the RTS and I love the squad-based one. But they didn't make they made like a MOBA instead, basically, <laughs> which hmm. wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. They managed to just please no one. Um, so it's, it's interesting. It can be a bit of a, a poison chalice making a sequel to a game, especially where you've changed changed things up, and people have actually even if people have liked it, yeah. <laughs> because I, you you've I, then got to figure out where your series wants to go. I think if they make the sequel or sequels, whatever one number down the line. When they go for, oh, what's popular today? MOBAs, let's make a MOBA. Battle Royales, let's make this one a Battle Royale. I think that's when they really fall off the edge. And yes, a lot of mainstream say, oh, this is amazing, because that's all they do is they hype the mainstream. Um, But uh, six months later, game's dead. Because nobody actually cares. You know, that very vocal... 10,000 people that, that are instantly like, oh, I'm so hype on Twitter and what have you. Um, don't come into the two, three, four million that they actually need to be a success. And uh, it doesn't, doesn't take long. Uh, and all of those games, of course, online elements and stuff, they soon disappear because what's going to come out next week? The other MOBA that was the other game that wasn't a MOBA before but is now. So everybody's hyped about that one instead. So I think... You get a kind of, uh, I think, where you take an existing franchise and then build, and then you know, take the, the the new big thing and and make your game just about that. Yeah, you've not built the universe and the the world and the and the structure of the game around that. You, you, you're using something else, and that means it doesn't have the. I think it means it doesn't have the same impact on people yeah. because they, they don't take <laughs> Fall, the whole Fallout thing. Fallout seventy six. Well, <clears throat> that's part of that. Um, <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone seems to be making that work for now, but whether that will continue to the future, I don't know. Um, and again, they're in a situation where it's like, well, next game they make, do they make another um, Warzone? Yeah. Or do they keep that running in the background and, and abandon the normal multiplayer? Or it's, it's, I, think I don't it, envy them trying to do that sort of I thing. I think in that sense, they're going to keep Warzone going because that's what they all do now. It's all games mm-hmm. as a service, so going to keep warzone going just add more dlc so yes dlc does count as a sequel very often mm. a bad sequel in my opinion i think i think there's an element of that with uh speaking talking about another sequel uh is the new halo game uh, halo infinite the, the multiplayer on that they're, te- they're breaking it out completely and making it free to play um mm. which is a bold decision i think it's, I think it's sort of the right way to phrase that um but it does mean they can go in the route of a of, of a live servicey kind of thing. But yeah, I'm almost I'm I'm actually tempted to play that. I wasn't actually that interested in Halo Infinite because I'm not a Halo fan. But I think well, you know, other people will want to play that free to play. There's a number. I'm yeah, there's guess. a ton of free to play multiplayer experiences now that are hyper popular because they are free. You know, that's yeah. you can get anybody into it. And you got your your people buying your DLCs and your shiny horse armor to support the thing. Um, 
and I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me, I get pushed away so far when they go free to play on things like Halo Infinite. I'm just like, and it's now not the Halo game I want. So, if they give you an option to pay, then I'm fine. Like if they yeah. give you an option to just pay for it traditionally and you just get everything, like Quake Champions did that, I'm like, fine. You, yeah. you can make a free to play and do all your stupid free to play thing as long as I can get, you know, one one price, get all the thing and unlock it normally. Yeah, I'll do that. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> games as a service is absolutely, you know, it, it works and that's why they keep doing it. Uh, people yep. keep paying. But the main problem with doing that is they just you, all the games just get what I always call day trippers. Um, Rainbow Six Siege had a free weekend. It's got a bunch of day trippers. They come in. I hesitate to say this, that they don't know how to play, but they don't. But I'm not saying they play the wrong way because I disagree with that statement completely. Um, but you know what I mean. You know, people are like, oh, but you don't play like that. Actually, you play how you want and you get your enjoyment. Uh, but they don't know how to play. And in some games, I imagine Halo is going to be the same. In games like Siege, uh, when you don't know how to play and you're playing against them, it ruins your game. It really does, especially if you get them as teammates and stuff. It's, it's, yeah. I I don't it like putting down. Yeah, I I don't <laughs> I, like I insulting new players and stuff. But sometimes you need to get a clue. You know, it's not Call of Duty. Stop playing it like it's Call of Duty. Pixels knows what I mean. You get those first team that run out the first time and do stupid mm -hmm. things. But then you know what they're gonna do. So it's not fun anymore. There's no. There's nothing there. It's, it's an element of commitment to the game, isn't there? There if is, yes, to, there is. You've actually had to purchase it. So I, yeah. I think that's, that's that's the difference. Yeah, and free-to-play um, does generally have loot boxes. No! Surprise mechanics. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, that's slight tangents. Yes. yes. <laughs> into free-to-play. Free it was related, because a, a lot of games yeah. do go that way for the sequels. So. For the sequels, yeah. Yeah, true enough. So... Why don't we come on to our sort of first subject for this podcast? So we're going to talk about where a sequel to a game has infinitely improved on the original. Um, we'll come to the uh, come to the dark side later on. Um, <laughs> so, Don Hitch, do you want to start us off? What, what game has been a sequel that you've thought have been has been much better? Than sure. Uh, I, I just want to quickly state state this was too easy which actually made it hard because there's a million games where the sequels are better there's not as many games where the sequel is worse in my opinion i found that quite hard um okay mine's different uh it's actually a game that we talked about just a few minutes ago uh but mine's different in the sense that this is uh, a generational sequel it is a sequel but it is a generational sequel, and it's from the Super Nintendo Entertainment Systems Mario Kart to Mario Kart 64, which was technically the second game in the se in the series. Now, it's quite hard for a lot of games, I think, when you go, but how can you compare that? That one's 3D. That one's 2D. That one's got the enhanced graphics because they've, you know, there's, there's this huge, what, 15-year gap, 20-year gap. It's different, but I think that both games actually hold up on their own. So whilst I think Mario Kart 64 is vastly superior, 
I do think that um, Super Mario Kart on the SNES, on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System or Super Famicom, um, is is it's it still holds up on its own despite the fact that it's infinitely worse. Um, a lot of people are going to disagree with that because this tends to be a retro show and a retro podcast, and people like some people don't even think N64 is retro. But gameplay wise, they took every single thing in ignore the graphics, ignore the generational gap. Gameplay wise, they tweaked absolutely everything. They tweaked the handling, they tweaked the weapons, they tweaked the AI, they tweaked the tracks. They had a long time to do this between those two systems, and and I think that that is the the the, the mechanics and everything that that make that game like little things like banana trails. You can hold a trail of bananas behind your thing instead of just dropping one. Um, like being able to see behind you to fire things much easier than you could on the Super Nintendo version, for example. Um, the better AI, because even though most people think um, Super Mario is completely random, uh, sorry, any Mario Kart game is completely random, you know, you're going to get a red shell, so if you're in the lead, you're going to get a blue shell if you're behind. That is true, but if you also know that, you can make sure that you're keeping something or you just take the lead just as you need to, etc., etc. There are there are ways, and they tweaked that so much in Mario Kart 64. Um, so I think that on the whole, it is not just a better sequel. I think it is the pinnacle of that actual series as well. Um, I don't think you can beat it. And one of the biggest ways that I don't think you can beat it is battle mode. If you guys have ever played battle mode in both games, there is just no comparison. And battle mode, four players locally with your mates um, on Mario Kart 64 is just mind-blowingly fun. It, it, it took... I think that was the first game that took a battle mode on a local retro system. So you sat all on sofas with your horrible controllers, but that's got nothing to do with it. I think Mario Kart 64 blew everyone's minds back then, and I think it still blows minds now. Having four people at once was really a big thing. Yeah, like, two-player battle is fun enough. I mean, you're sitting there back and forth, but, like, four. Yeah. Like, nobody... It's it's kind of any anybody's game, right? You don't you're not looking for one person. Yep. There's a lot of unpredictability that comes with that, and they made the maps so open yep. and uh, you know yep. lots of little nooks and crannies and things. And yeah, I, that's that's what made it so much fun. I think. Yeah, um, I play battle mode now. I've not I've not played yeah, it before. It's, it's just so good. It, it's and and just I know think a lot of Mario Kart. Yeah, without any like racing, just take out the racing, and you're just in an arena, and there's random power ups everywhere, and you just shoot at each other. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, they they could release so that game right if they release that game as a games as a service. I'd actually be so tempted to get into it. It's and I don't like that kind of thing, but I think Mario Kart 64 is so fucking good that it could do that. It's Nintendo; they'll never do that. Uh, but I, I wish they would. I, I, could, I could see them, since they've been doing a lot with the Switch Online, uh, NES and SNES. Basically, like a, it's like kind of like 
it's basically like how Anstream does it, but it's local. Yeah. You have like just like a little packaged emulator with a certain number of ROMs that they keep it with. And every so often they give you new ones. And it's just part of your online subscription with them. Yeah. And I could see them doing an N64 version of that. And I wonder how hard it would be to add network play. But then again, you're, you are right to a certain extent. I think Nintendo's mostly ignored a lot of their N64 stuff for a while, partially because... I think emulation is not where it needs to be for it yeah. <laughs> as as well that, as it that, should that, be. That is true. Uh, if they did that, I'd be tempted to get a Switch and I never, ever will say that ever again about anything to do with Nintendo Switch. I'll but, get on the phone to Nintendo right but, now. But that one game, that one, done right, it has to be done right. They can't take Mario Kart 8 and do it. They have to do it the way Mario Kart 64 did. They can improve the graphics. Um... As long as they got the gameplay right, it's, it's, it's got to be that. Um, It'd be even more amazing if they could find some source code and like literally do like just a completely up-res. The game base, you know, the base game is the same, but everything looks, yeah, you know, nice yeah. and high-res. Um, Change um, nothing else. Yeah, it, it, it is true that because it's a generational gap, what was the difference between the end of the SNES and the beginning of the N64? So it's less time than you think. So SNES Mario Kart came out August 27th, 1992, and Mario Kart 64 came out December 14th, 1996. Oh, wow. That's only four so, years. And that's, I mean, Damn. we've talked about it many a time on this, uh, on this podcast. Innovation and how... Th- fast things moved in the 80s and the 90s is not even like there's no yeah. comparison today not even yeah, no. close <laughs> so that was yeah okay so even though i mean the, the generational gap is huge in technology but in years apparently it's not um so yeah i mean e- even though uh i i just i don't know i i have nothing but goodness to say about that game uh, to me it's probably the greatest sequel ever made yeah, I mean, you won't get any argument from me because I really don't like Super Mario Kart, the first one. So <laughs> I really just consider Mario Kart 64 to be the first game in that series because yeah. it doesn't have eye-melting graphics with the Mode 7. Yes. <laughs> and um, it's not that weird sort of bouncy on a flat surface thing that Super Mario Kart did. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like you're in the world and it's a 3D environment yeah. that you're racing in. So, so yeah, it's... Yeah. It's a much better sequel. Yeah, uh, Moo Moo Park. Moo Moo Park is mm-hmm. my favorite level in any Mario Kart game. Um, it's included in a lot of the retro tracks. It, when they, it is. I think it's I mean, a it, lot of. It's been kind of it. after a certain point in the Mario Kart games, they pretty much included old tracks, and Moo 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 Farm's been on there a number Moomoo of Farm, times. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's that's just one of the things I can't give Nintendo enough credit with their later releases of Mario Kart, where they just go, oh. You know that great track you really enjoyed? Here you go. Yeah. You can have it. It's just part of this game now. It's, it's like, in Mario Kart 8. So, yeah. And it's pretty. Now, I will digress slightly from the oh. one sequel and say that Double Dash, which is my firmly mm. second favorite game, um, introduced um, a very simple mechanic that completely changed Mario Kart in the fact that you could have the two players and you could switch and swap and everything else on the same car. Yeah. Um, and that and the again surge in graphics um i think made that a really really good sequel to mario kart 64 but it wasn't as good it wasn't a leap that was needed i think the leap partially because of the generational 
technological leap. Um, but that enabled them to say, oh, we can fine-tune this gameplay now. And I, I honestly think that with Super Mario Kart, it is an amazing game that is very hard to play now, but still an amazing game and still stands up. But I, I, I like to think in my heart that Mario Kart 64 is the game they wanted to play and finally said, wanted to make and finally said, oh, we can now. Um, because they were limited. They pushed Mario, Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, sorry, on the snares, was, was pushed this system to the limits in many ways. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that, that's me. Um, if, if anybody disagrees with me, with me, you are wrong. It is the greatest sequel <laughs> ever made. And yeah. And I'm gonna Don't even I'm it. I'm gonna even include over Assassin's Creed two and stuff like that. So, wow, yeah. What's what's your uh, what's your proposal, Mister Keller? Yeah, so a game where the sequel is better. Well, this is like Hitch said, kind of a tough one because there's just so many that are are just they're better because they take what was great about the first one, they iterate on it enough that it does what every all the good stuff the first one did, and then some, you know. But I'm going to take an example where the first game wasn't great, but there was kind of a glimmer of something interesting there, um, and that is Street Fighter. So Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two. Huge difference in quality of gameplay. Huge difference yep. in quality of sprites. Uh, huge inference in uh, difference in uh, quality of the game recognizing your inputs. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, in 1987 when the original Street Fighter came out, there's you know there wasn't really a precedent for that kind of thing. There was some other fighting games, some like kung fu style games, but the one-on-one -on -one fighter hadn't really been sorted out. Um, so they were kind of just trying to figure out different ways of doing things. And um, it's and a lot of the inputs were made in ways where you had to be hyper accurate uh, frame wise, essentially, for inputting those different button combinations in. So while it did have special moves, which were an interesting thing, they were very hard to pull off. Yeah. Uh, move forward in time to when Street Fighter 2 comes out. Uh, everything with that has been cha you know fixed. Uh, we've got uh, nicer looking sprites, faster animation, uh, and just everything about Street Fighter 2 just wipes the floor with Street Fighter 1, really. Um, and it, it, it obviously was a, a huge hit in arcades and really um, made the fighting game seem what it is today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's 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 my pick. Um, I, I could you, never disagree with me... that. No, it's. I mean, you're making me glad I made a list of sequels because I was, I was leaning heavily towards talking about Street Fighter. I, I have a list too, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. I think you know, me being the fighting guy, it kind of was the, <laughs> the obvious choice to a certain extent. But well, I'm, it's, not, it's I'm not going to lie, best... I expected a fighter from you at least once. Yeah, it's so. it's yeah, one yeah. of the best things I can think of where it was like you know there was there was something there, and the first game like if you go back to play it, it's interesting in a in a historical sense. But there's like almost no reason other than that to play the first one, because uh, the second one just is so much better than the first. Yeah. Have you um have you have either of you ever played the Street Fighter one cab with the punchy buttons? I have not. With no, the, the big I. actual punchy buttons. Yeah. yeah, you have to actually punch the machine. I can't imagine that was a fun gameplay experience. I'm sure it was hell for operators. I mean, you literally are asking <laughs> people to beat up your machine. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that's going to cause some problems? <laughs> yeah. 
we know we know the type of um <clears throat> kid that was playing that game don't we let's be honest you know the, the little yeah. aggro trouble causer <laughs> there's um so there's this game called uh i'm going off on a mild tangent but uh, at galloping ghost they have uh this game called arm champs or something to that effect but it's basically like an arm wrestling game there's a physical arm there and you have to like arm wrestle different different people uh, characters as you go through the game and of course every time i'm there i see some kid just hanging off the damn arm you know like just just like holding itself up on the arm and i'm sure similar things happen to the street fighter one cabinets where there was just kids just banging on those buttons you know just uh, having a good old time no i'm i'm trying to think um i remember playing street fighter in the arcade the first one and i remember i i don't i think when i first played street fighter it made me not be interested in fighting games very much um and then street fighter 2 came out and it took me a long time to play it because i was like who cares it's street fighter but i've played street fighter 2 obviously many times since then and um <clears throat> yeah that that game i i i'm not i'm crap at it and Street Fighter isn't my favorite series by a long way, but I, I will happily pop a few bob in that machine and play it to this day. Um, but until that one came out, I'm quite sure that Street Fighter, the first game, made me not interested in playing fighting games. So, I think, yeah, sequel definitely. I think, um, I think when I first played Street Fighter 1, it was actually after Street Fighter 2 came out. So yeah. I walked up to him in the arcade, not even realizing there was a Street Fighter 1, going, oh, Street Fighter, I'll play this. Start playing. What the crap is this? Yeah. <laughs> just because it's the, so completely different. Can I just point I out the clue is in the I, name, dude. Street Fighter Two means there was a Street Fighter. <laughs> I think. I think back in those days, you just referred to it as Street Fighter. You didn't even think of it as being Street Fighter Two. It's just like Possibly, this is Street yeah. Fighter. Possibly. Um, I mean, Apidia technically on the title screen says Apidia Two, and everybody ignores correct. that. So. Does, yeah, yeah. Does it? Yeah, yeah. They Today I learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says a pity or two because they want people to think, oh, it's like a, it's part of a franchise kind of thing. Huh. Um, but it's it this long running Japanese game that these crazy German developers brought out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe Psst yeah. was the sequel on the Spectrum, the, the original on the Spectrum. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, I, I've watched a few sort of documentary videos about Street Fighter, but I can't quite remember how they even got from the first game. To the second one, it's it's just they're just so worlds apart from each other. Um, it's 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 almost incredible that they've, they've gone right. We've got this game, a fairly basic one-on-one -on -one fighter, and we're going to make this um, sort of genre-defining <laughs> beaten-up game from it. It's like how yeah, how did you do this? <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff that was in Street Fighter One. I, I mean, they did have special moves like the Hadouken, which I mean, pretty much did. It was the same motion, even, but you just had to be so hyper accurate with it. Um, that and it just. I mean, they they could add more frames of animation, you know, with the second game, which I think helped with the fluidity and how things felt for people. And that's a a big part of how fighting games, you know, if feel good or or not is. How fluid the animation is, how it sounds and feels when you make contact with an opponent and the damage that you're doing. They just got so much better at the balance of all of those things for the second one. I mean, this, the, 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 the blueprints were there. It was just, how do we make this into something that's actually, you know, fun to play? Did they have a different board? Was it on the same board or... 
I think uh, the I know Street Fighter One. I believe was CPS, the original Capcom Play System board. I believe but Street Fighter Original. I think was its own thing. Okay. But I I don't remember a hundred percent. So give me a moment. <laughs> I gotta gotta see what that is. Uh, there's only two buttons in Street Fighter One. Really? Yep. Holy yeah, shit, uh, that sounds punch, like my kind of game. Punch and kick, I think. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't play Street Fighter 2 much, but I can still enjoy it, is because it has simple I can even I can do the Hadouken. Um yeah. and the, the 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 kick thing, you know, where they go across the screen. I don't know what it's called. Uh but one of the reasons why I don't like Street Fighter 2 and most CPS games is because there's too many buttons it's why i prefer neo geo fighters because there's four buttons it's easier it's to weird. me it is a bit weird to me that they've got this sort of low medium high yeah punch kick, punch and kick because frequently i think they could easily just have four yeah. um because i i don't ever use medium <laughs> and no. maybe that's just because I'm, I'm not good at fighting games but do you guys is... so do you know why what what the difference is between the button presses? No, no, go, like go when it right comes ahead. to priority. So that's part of that's a big part of uh, playing fighting games. So uh, generally, with the low, so it's light, medium, heavy punches and kicks. Yeah. The lighter that your hit is, the higher priority you have. So if you hit a, if I throw a light punch at you when you're throwing a heavy punch, my light punch will land. I'll do less damage, but be, I have the priority yeah. because Ooh. it happened at the same time. So it's kind of a rock, paper, scissors gamble of, do I want to hit my opponent hard and have less of a chance of hitting him? Or do I want to hit my opponent and have more of a chance of hitting him but not do as much damage? When you hit them so, first, does that stop them from hitting you? Generally, it puts them in... I mean, if you actually make a successful hit, they're in sort of a, a stun, essentially. Like, okay. they can't... They they have to wait for that animation to finish for maybe another input and then that how many frames you have that that's where like people getting crazy with frame data and stuff like you need to know like how many frames of recovery you have after certain moves hit you and stuff like that or after you do a certain move how many frames you have to be able to do another move like that's the really crazy high level um, fighting um, game this stuff. is why i um, can't play these video games <laughs> well and, and a lot of it is just guessing right yeah. and it's partially it, it's mind games it's chess really you know in a sense i have to ask um, them you know the basics if if a light punch can connect faster than a medium and a heavy punch if you do them at exactly the same time why don't we just have light punch and light kicks why don't we just have two bone games because sure, sure, surely, if you beat the shit out of those buttons, you're always I mean, you going to beat the others. So, yeah. You can, but there's other ways. I mean, so that's that priority is one thing. Also, hitboxes, there's another thing. So, like, there's certain parts where you are safe if something hits you, where you're going to actually get the hit. There's other parts where you are not safe that if somebody, like, does like a dive kick while you're in the animation for like a light punch or something yep. you're still going to get hit because okay. they're hitting your hurt box they're not in the the part that's safe <laughs> it's in your so, hurt I mean, box i like it <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is all stuff that like when people think about fighting games and like how the mechanics actually work that's what people are generally thinking of i guess and it's that... not always the same there's always some variance and yeah. I, I guess that's why but... street fighter 2 is clusters I think it's classed as possibly the greatest fighting game ever made. 
certainly it's, to it's a casual. Definitely, it's definitely a foundational fighting game yeah. for the whole. I mean, if you think of everything that it spawned, really, it's it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, SNKs, all of SNKs properties to a certain extent. I mean, there was a, a certain amount of them just trying to imitate their success to a certain extent. And they were also, but I, I think they also made their own thing eventually. So yeah, uh, I I think Mortal Kombat was post uh, Street Fighter as well, so I'm not sure if Mortal Kombat would even be a thing as if Street Fighter wasn't around. And that's my favorite fighting game, Mortal Kombat series. Love that because I could do yeah. it. I think that's the main reason. I th I think um, and I think the thing to bear in mind when we're talking about all the complexity that you got there around how fighting games work is why people love them so much. Is because yeah. for people like me and Hitch, we're happy to just play them and be happy if we can hit people and win kind of thing, but we're not playing high-level fighting game players to yeah. do that, so we can get away with that but um, people can get deep into the mechanics and, and, and really understand it and do all the maths in their head as they go along and all that kind of thing, and that's that's why people really get deep into fighting games yeah and especially stuff nowadays i mean it's like optimizing their combos making sure like there's certain games where the the name of the game is hit your opponent first and don't let them play like that's <laughs> the whole that's the whole thing so it, it's it's definitely um it, it, there's a lot of high execution there's a lot of practice that goes along with it and investment and um, it's just, it's also a really fun thing to play against another person, really. And I think that's where fighting games shine. As much yeah. as fun as sometimes going through like the arcade story mode is, I think fighting games are absolutely better with a person because the AI can never just pivot on a dime to do something weird. Yeah. Whereas a human will absolutely do that every time. I've not actually met an AI in a fighting game that lets me get out of the fucking corner yet. God, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. It's like, why are you emulating just a bone basher? Come on. It's supposed to be AI. No one puts Hitch in the corner. <laughs> They're doing fighting <laughs> games, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, my, my favorite uh, fighting game series is the, is the Soul series. And I almost put that on the list here because I really love Soul Calibur 2. Um, so uh, I, I, I nearly talked about that. But it's, yeah, mm -hmm. all those games have, have just such tightly... Um, woven mechanics and kind of sad you didn't because you'd get a, a, a difference of opinion from me because no, I no. really like Soul Calibur. I think Soul Calibur 2 is fantastic, but I don't think it's better. I love Soul Calibur 2. I I think I would probably choose Soul Calibur 1, but it's mostly out of familiarity, not necessarily that I think one is better than the other. And that might be that might be the same for me for Soul Calibur 2 because I've played a lot of Soul Calibur 2 than Soul Calibur 1. So uh, I, I don't think. I don't think one's better than two. I don't think two's better than one. I think they're just different games of the same game. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think sense. that's partly why I didn't, <laughs> I yeah. didn't put it on my list. Because, yeah, they're both great games. Yeah. there's not. I don't think there's a massive jump there between the two. It's a, so, to me, the difference between those two is uh, systems. Dreamcast, yeah. GameCube. That, that tends to be, for me, the difference. Yeah. So. It's interesting, though, that Soul Calibur, in a way, is kind of an, a sequel to itself because mm. on the dreamcast since it was basically completely redone for the dreamcast yeah uh our, the arcade hardware wasn't nearly as nice as what the dreamcast could offer and the game looked so much better on the dreamcast than it did in the arcade which was i think one of the first times that really happened yeah yeah 
that that's when Sega digressing became the consoles to buy because suddenly you had the arcades in your home and sometimes they were better. So I mean they were better anyway. You could sit there with popcorn, coke and sat on the sofa. So yeah. Um I I, so, I have digressed, I I shall shush now. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um so given I was leaning towards talking about Street Fighter, I've been sitting here flip flopping over my other options trying to pick which one to choose. And it actually I have props for people who are, are not on the audio uh, version of the podcast. So so I almost I almost went for this game, uh Life Life Two, too. um which is a arguably much better um game than half-life one even though half-life one is a great game and a foundational game to use the the same word but i i do like half-life 2 a lot more um but anyway that's not what i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about this because i've actually got a little little statue i'm going to talk about day of the tentacle um which is probably going to be backwards for some people possibly i don't know (laughs) think it is actually yes on the stream but yes it's completely um, backwards on stream. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, indeed. Great indeed. game. Love it. <laughs> so, um, so yes, so for people who don't know, because not everyone realizes that Day of the Tentacle is actually the sequel to Maniac Mansion. Um, and again, it's, a, it's another, it's almost a generational thing again, even though it's on the same platform. But the uh, Maniac Mansion was very much an old scum engine kind of game. So, People don't know Scum Engine is the is the um, LucasArts engine for developing adventure games, um, and the first one was very much that kind of almost uh, EGA VGA kind of graphics and um, like word verbs on the bottom and moving people around like that, and it was uh, and it was all text based based. Um, dialogue and things like that um whereas when they moved to uh, day of the tentacle they went for a much more sort of cartoony style it was all it was completely voice acted um in a lot in a lot of places anyway um and it had a much more um much of a it almost felt like a uh, saturday morning cartoon kind of a, a version of uh, maniac mansion i mean it's it's I'm not. I'm not going to understanding it when I say it's my favourite point and click adventure game because um, I've played it through probably I think three or four times now from um, all the way through. Wow. Um, the characters are um, interesting and amusing. Um, you've got the whole mechanic, which was in Maniac Mansion as well, to 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 an extent of flipping between different narratives with it with the different characters and different time periods even um because you've uh, some of the characters have gone into and uh, one of the characters has gone to the past one of the characters has gone to the future and one's stuck in the present and they're, they're all communicating through science fiction <laughs> in inverted commas <laughs> technology um but it, it, it is just a it's it's just a massive step up in terms of um the style of the adventure game um and it's fun to play all the way through to the end um hmm. I, I i enjoy it and i enjoy it to this day um and yes as as uh Cole's pointed out in chat there's six years between the two games so you would hope <laughs> it would it would have got a lot better in that time but uh but yeah they'd sent I, I i 
one of my favorite games i really enjoy it i have i didn't know there was a sequel uh i have heard of maniac mansion people have asked me to play maniac mansion i have never played maniac mansion in my life um people know why because i don't like point and clicks i was gonna say i'm not sure why she would because uh, yeah because we don't like point and click games so. uh, and i have played day of the tentacle for about 10 minutes and just gone oh it's a point and click and closed it so <laughs> I, I yeah yeah i as you guys know i do like a couple of point and clicks at a push um but yeah, I, I I did not expect that. I did not expect. I should have expected a point and click from you, or <laughs> or Tetris or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, that's I, quite a shot. I had a long list, and 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 maybe maybe before we move on to the next category, yeah, maybe we should go through some uh, briefly <laughs> some some uh, um, honourable mentions kind of things for, yeah. for people. Yeah. You've got anything to say about uh, DFTT? Uh, yeah, Day of the Tentacle. Um, I remember watching a friend play it. I've never played Maniac Mansion, uh, but I do like the LucasArts style of uh, adventure games more than, say, the Sierra ones generally, because the Sierra ones, a lot of times, you're just going to die. Like, there's a lot of, like, if you don't do the exact right thing, you're just going to die. And LucasArts was a little bit nicer, and they just kind of... They, they let you make your own mistakes, and you couldn't really, you know, lock yourself as easy generally. Uh, whereas Sierra just felt like that that, that was every other turn. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, I didn't even think about that as, um, you know, I don't generally think about a lot of point-and-click games because they're not as much of a thing these days, and I've never been huge into them. I like some of them, but they're not usually my go-to. So, uh, but that's an interesting pick. Speaking of Sierra games, I was watching a streamer um, just last week, actually, playing uh, uh, King's Quest 2, I think it was. Uh, and there was a point where they got to the top of the ladder and they started walking down the ladder and they were, they oriented themselves slightly too far to the right and they just fell off and goes, game over, you're dead. You fell off the ladder. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, save states all the way through there, I think. But, uh, but yeah. So so yeah, that's 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 my pick. It wasn't what I was going to talk about, but uh, but I thought yeah, sure, day of the tentacle. Okay, why not? Okay, I got some questions for you because sure. we're not we're not really covering. I think because me and Pixels are both like okay, because it's a point and click. We're not really covering. I think it deserves a bit more coverage. So was it mostly just the like the voice acting and stuff like that that did it? Was the main gameplay was it identical ish? Point and click don't tend to vary very much for me no, as exactly. somebody who doesn't really enjoy them. It it had a lot of style to it. I think okay. is is uh, is what it, is what it comes down to. You look at Maniac Mansion, it feels a little bit kind of clunky because of the 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 old style of the graphics and yeah. the story is there um, and it carries through into this into the sequel to an extent. But it it's almost like a reboot of Maniac Mansion. Sort okay. of series in inverted commas. Um, I mean, I, I do struggle with eight-bit text adventures, point and clicks, mm. way more than say sixteen-bit. I don't really like using bits, but sixteen-bit, thirty-two-bit, and generational increments from that. Um, so I, I can kind of get that. I, I think eight-bit, which is Maniac Mansion, isn't it? Cause it's also on C sixty-four yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I. I understand why you would find the sequel better on a technical level. Um, and I guess a technical level in a game like 
point and clicks is there for a creative level up as well because you're allowed to not have words on the bottom of the screen because you're allowed to do more so yeah okay. I, I think the um the the sort of killer um point for for why day of the tentacle is better than maniac mansion is because uh, day of the tentacle contains all of maniac mansion in it because you can go to a computer and upstairs and play maniac mansion within the game <laughs> <laughs> and then you play the whole nice. of Maniac Mansion. Oh, that's there. that's cool. That's cool. So, so it it is it is Russian doled within the <laughs> in Day of the Tentacle. So, uh, uh, so yeah. Ed said, "Have you even zorked?" I don't even know what that means. That's, 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 that's a proper text adventure. adventure. Yeah. Oh, played, okay. I've zorked a bit, but I, it's one of those games. You know, you know, you have a, like a list of games and a list of books and a list of films. Like, I must watch this some or play this someday. Yeah. Uh, Zork is one of those games, uh, and I started. I didn't get very far, <laughs> but uh, but I, I feel like I, I owe it to myself to try and play through that game. At some point. Uh, I, I have Hobbited. Does that count? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's in the same. Uh, it's uh, around the same era too. I've, I've even got yeah. the tape coming for the specy, so I can Hobbit again. Mm. Hobbit is very difficult. Yeah, um, I, I remember. I tried, I, I tried that myself. <laughs> And then I looked at the solution. It's like really. It's like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. If you want really difficult text adventures, just do a Douglas Adams one. Either of them, it's fine. They're both a yeah. fucking nightmare. So yeah. very hard. Yes. Very hard. Uh, it's just but, a theme. Um, the theme today of the tentacle was great, and it was yes. So it's, I can. The, the um, the whole intro actually today of the tentacle is uh, is just great. Um, oh yeah, and, and I mean it. It really does look like a cartoon on your computer, which I mean in those right. days was insane. Like it was that it was that peak era where multimedia PC was <laughs> was the the buzzword, you know. And what was more multimedia than seeing animated characters moving around fluidly with lots of color and full voice acting, you know? And then you get the biggest video game in history for a while i mean obviously games like minecraft and stuff annihilated it uh mist where all you did was watch still after still after <laughs> still that game is so shit why do people like it <laughs> oh hypercard the game yeah the, the um the weird thing with with the intro to the day of the tentacle is it's one of these you, you ever had one of these things where people say things and you want to quote something to them but you know they have no idea what you're talking about so you can't yeah and they've got the whole sequence in day, you got the whole sequence in day of the tentacle where uh purple tentacle uh, uh drinks the from the uh the toxic waste infected river and he grows little arms um but he says I feel like i could like I could, and then it just you just get this echo. Take on the world. <laughs> so he gets a little arm, so he can actually hold things now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a great game. Maybe um, that's why I don't like point and clicks. I don't like memes either, and that sounds very memey. <laughs> yeah. Is this your wallet? <laughs> it's the only so, meme I know. So I repeat that one over and over. <laughs> so as we said, there's a lot of sequels which are better, and a. Uh, in a lot of cases, yeah. sequels tend to be only like marginally better. It's like a, just improving on the theme. It's it's just a t sort of tweaking things up a bit. Uh, but have you got any other honourable mentions that you thought about um, talking about? In here? I think I've got one that I think Mr. Gray might have mentioned. 
Um, Street Fighter 2. No, fuck Street Fighter 2. What the fuck? <laughs> no, not not Street Fighter. Not, not Street. Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I... I I nearly picked that, and as I said to you earlier, Pixels, I've been—I I was like, no, that's just too easy, and I expected yeah. everybody to have that one, but we all appeared to have done some I homework. I did think about that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I did think yeah. about that one. Yeah, if if you <laughs> mention Streets of Rage to anybody, oh, that level with the sound, but they're not talking about Streets of Rage or Streets of Rage Three. They're talking about Streets of Rage Two every single time, which is probably one of the most defining games on the Mega Drive, so that's understandable. But yeah, that—that's. That's almost up there with my Mario Kart 64 as being the greatest sequel ever made. Almost. So I, I think that's a very honourable mention. And uh, the other one for me was Flashback. Over okay. Another World. Uh, despite I, the fact difficult that... difficult it, because it's, it, it's not a, an actual it's, sequel, It's is not, it? is it? <laughs> but I think most people class it as a sequel in their hearts, at least. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, but it, but it is. It, it's the, the, the leap... Between another world and flashback is 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 huge in interactivity and gameplay, so which is why I prefer it over uh, another world. A lot of people prefer the uh, earlier game though. So, so yeah, they're, they're, um, my, they're my two honourables. So I was playing last night <laughs> in preparation for this. I was playing uh, Age of Empires Two, Age oh, of Kings. God, yeah, which is improves in pretty much every way over the first age of empires game it it yeah. does and i agree with you but yeah. in my heart i love aoe one more and it's <laughs> it, it all comes down to the fact that the jewel case with the expansion was ten dollars and that's what little cola could afford <laughs> that's what little cola played that's fair enough i played enough. i played aoe too when i went to my rich friend's house you know yeah i i, I played quite a lot of AOE, aoe too at university over over our sort of house lan um against each other so uh, so i have a lot of good memories about uh, aoe2 i mean I, I still own it to this day here it is uh nice it's, it's actually uh yeah the weird thing about microsoft games is they all look like they were shipped with a with a game with, with a with a system but i don't think this was so <laughs> i think they've just got bad jewel case designs that was back back in the day when uh, Microsoft made all the PC games. When Microsoft used to be the PC developer, uh, they they kept the PC alive for for a decade. Yeah. But yeah, I I absolutely love AOE too. I don't even remember playing AOE, to be honest. <laughs> so the the other game I was going to mention, I mean, I, I already mentioned Half Life Two. Um, it was is is uh, this game, which is a uh, Super Monkey Ball Two. Which is basically Super Monkey Ball One, but better in every way. Yes, <laughs> um, it's really yeah, good. I would agree with uh, that absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I own this now, the Switch, which is a uh, um, whatever it's called, Banana Blitz, um, and I continue to love the Monkey Ball to this day because of, of that game on the uh, one of my Mon favorite Monkey games. Monkey Target game. is where it's at. Monkey Target is yes. fantastic. Monkey Target is good so, on the on two, at least. I obviously have never played the Switch version, so no, obviously. And until they bring out Mario Kart sixty four battle mode, battle mode um, games as a service, I probably never will. So yeah, I had a, yeah, I had a few <laughs> honorable mentions that I was just I brainstormed, you know, different things. Um, bust a move to bust a move two or puzzle bobble to puzzle bobble two. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big leap. 
Uh, the first Puzzle Bobble was still like a great game where bust a move here in the States. Um, puzzle game where you, you basically fire at uh, different uh, colored bubbles to uh, make chains of three or more. Stop yeah. if you've heard this one before. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun game and it's really good, solid arcade puzzle action. But the second game... The story mode where you could actually have characters that had different like things and it just fleshed it out so much more different power-ups yeah. uh so much be more beautiful animation and, and backgrounds and everything else it's just like so much more than what the first one was um i think arrow fighters and arrow, Fi arrow fighters 2 was so uh, better than the first one maybe not super significantly because the first one was good um there's an argument i think for wolfenstein 3d being a sequel to Wolfenstein in a way, it is a spiritual successor. I think that's a stretch. That, that's a but, bigger uh, generational gap than Mario Kart. I could say that is one a right big now. Generational gap. Damn. Um, and the other one I was thinking was uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert to Red Alert Two. Um, yeah. Red Alert was great, but Red Alert Two just did it so much better, in my <laughs> opinion. The, the the problem I have doing this list is there's a lot of games where I've played the second one and not the first one. I don't feel like I make a, I can make the comparison. Or I've yeah. played the first one and I really want to play the second one, but I haven't got around to it yet. So. If we're doing RTS, then I have to bring up StarCraft 2 over StarCraft. StarCraft mm. 2 is just impeccable. It is, it is a lot better than StarCraft yeah. 1. So Ed is, Ed is mentioning Doom 1 or 2. and we've I, talked I was about trying Doom to pick those before because uh, yeah. I've got Doom 2 at the side of me. The first thing I did, I'm like, okay, like... sequel that's better... Oh, there's Doom. <laughs> well, but I, see, I, we, we we talked about how it's better and it's also kind of not yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Doom 1. Doom uh, 1. Portal 1 and 2 was a, uh, was a difficult I, one for me. I, I thought, thought about, about that. that one. Portal yeah. is such a perfect game in itself. Yeah. Um, and I really like Portal 2 and it expands the game well. Um, but the first one's just that shining diamond of a game. depends on what you're in it for, I think. I think if you're in it for the puzzly experience and like how Portal 1's just that package, right? It's like that four or five hour sweet spot. It just, everything is great about it when you play it and it's, it is what it is. Whereas Portal 2 takes quite a bit longer. There's a lot more story and fluff. Um, and if you're really into that and you want to know the lore and all the other stuff that's going on, like I think Portal 2 is for you. But if you want yeah. just the pure experience, I think Portal 1 might be the better choice. If, if you search on the Internet, and I don't know this because I didn't do this all last night um, for best sequels, Portal 2 is always on the mainstream sites up there above Portal 1. I disagree so much with that statement. Portal 1, the flick from Portal 1 where you're like, oh. It's the tutorial. Now we're actually starting the story and we're getting behind mm. the scenes. It's, Blows it's so my mind to this day. Mm -hmm. And when you finish the game, I'm sorry, but the song. <laughs> yes. There is It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to compete with still alive. Yeah. I mean And, and then you get that Dickwad. That that Dickwad in Portal 2 who ruined it for me. I don't I don't like that comedian. It, it, it annoyed the crap out of me. Merchant. Oh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah. yeah. Um I quite enjoyed that. So, yeah, but again, it was going against the game that I sat and downloaded a pirate version when it felt Portal 1 or Portal came out. We sat, the laptop was like on the sofa or something, and there's me, there's my kid around me, and we're playing this game, and we were just 
gobsmacked at how good it was. And then we're like calling it, Emma, Emma, come come listen to this. And then it plays the song and we're all like, whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nostalgia. Nostalgia had J.K. Simmons in that, which is a, a just a great actor. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he really added something to the game. But uh, yeah, I, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. That's why I didn't put it in because it's yeah. like... I, I, it's like picking your favourite children for me because yeah. I, I love the sequel too. Um, um, on the Quakes, well, Quake 2 for me. Sorry, I know Cola's going to disagree. And a lot of people so are like... Yeah. It's so hard. They're, I, I, it's, they're both awesome. Like I love both of them, but I yeah. think Quake 1 just ekes it out for me just mostly because of um, setting and feel because there's not a lot like that, whereas there's a lot of Space Marine stuff. Yeah. Um, so it feels you, a you little say that so derogatory, Space Marine stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is me on Quake. Those games and their dang Space Marines. This is me Pay on no Quake. To the this is me on Doom Quake One. Space Marine. <laughs> this is me. Yeah, that's true. This is me on Quake One. Oh, this is cool. Gonna do this. Blah, 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 blah. This is me on Quake Two from the very beginning. Okay, you hear this boom, 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 and you're like, what's that? Oh fuck! That's a spaceship. That's a cannon. Oh my god! I'm being launched just from that point. The game had me. That was it. And then I land, and it's you know the the radio and and oh, I love Quake Two. It's so good. I wish I as, could as play Quake Two again uh, as a new person. I'm so jelly when people say I've never played that. I'm like, oh, play it for me. Do it for me. It's like drugs. So. What else we got? June one or June two? Very very different games. Very different games. Um, June two. For me, because yeah, Sonic One and Sonic Two were talked about. Sonic One, come on! Sonic Two's crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do like uh, the difficult thing for me with Sonic Two um, is I don't really, almost don't care about the game, but the music is just so good. It's the like music's one good. One of my favorite game soundtracks yeah. all the time. I mean, Pro uh, problem Mystic Cave is so good. It's it's a stupid good track. Yeah. Problem for me, Sonic 1 is a game about exploration and it's not a game about speed. Sonic 2, they ruin the gameplay for me because it's all about speed and you're supposed to just miss things. The game doesn't play well if you take your time. Sonic 1 does play well if you take your time, but then you can go fast. So, um, Super Tech Boy, as one of the biggest Fable fans in this chat, um, both. Both. Fair, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can split it. So, to me, I love Fable One. I love Fable Two. Okay, so that's that's a uh, that's games that got better. What about games that got worse? This was so you said? fucking hard. I yeah, hate you. Uh, <laughs> and it's sad because the pick that I ha I wanted to do, I didn't have time to play this week, so I can't. I can't do it. I can't talk about oh, it because I never played it. I just heard <laughs> that it's bad. <laughs> Golan Hitch, pick, pick, pick your, do your worst, as it were. <laughs> I am fairly sure that it's going to be 50-50 between everybody in chat. If you ask the entire world, 50% would be on one side, 50% would be on the other side. Uh, games where the sequel was significantly worse than the first game. And I've been playing a lot of both of these lately. Manic Miner, Jet Set Willy. Um, Manic Miner is just so good. Jet Set Willy. 
Oh, no, fuck off. I would not have thought about that one. Yeah. No, I didn't uh, think about that one, but I agree. <laughs> I mean, especially being where I'm from, you know, that wouldn't be the first Yeah, thing. I, I can imagine that. So um, ignore the fact that the game is Jet Set Willy when it released was, but got fixed, but was broken. Okay, ignore that fact, take that fact out of it and play the later versions. By the way, to all those people who say that old games were never released broken so they didn't have to fix anything, bullshit, they had to release an entirely new tape to fix this game. Okay, that's what they used to do. You'll see different iterations and different point versions and revision one, revision three, (laughs) revision whatever. Yeah, don't don't ever play revision one if you actually, well, revision one might be okay, but version one. Uh, don't ever play that because you'll never be able to finish the game. It's just broken. Um, to me, okay, if you ask me, and most people who know me as a, as a streamer, as a person, if you said to me, what's your favorite, the best platformer ever made? I'm going to say Splunky. Okay, Splunky HD. And to a slightly, much less degree, Splunky 2. Um, actually, much less, but still, Splunky HD. However, before Spelunky HD released, there was a game that would have won, and that is Manic Miner, okay? Manic Miner is perfection as a platform game. The timing is perfection. The layout of the levels is perfection. The music is fucking awful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The climb in difficulty is perfection and the reason is matthew smith purposely made the first level so you either learnt the mechanics or you died that is the best introduction that first what well, that first level is a wall yeah it is it is so it's like i'm dead i'm dead i'm oh 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 and then you never die again in that level uh when i die in the first level now i'm like what the fuck it's the first time i've died in this level for 30 years you know it's it's just, it's perfection. And it teaches you instantly in one screen, in the space of what, 30 seconds, it teaches you exactly how to play the rest of the game. It's just perfect, okay? It really is. Um, you can tell it was play tested to hell. As I say, Matthew Smith made that first level to be perfect. And then it continued afterwards. Even if you think it's not, it is. You just got to learn how to play it. A bit like Splunky. Um, but yeah, showing instead of telling. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Like 100%. I love that about that's a, that's a thing that retro games did very well, or games back in the day. Like they didn't have the capacity to write a bunch of text sometimes, yep. or have huge tutorial modes. They just showed you by going through the gameplay and you having to react to different situations yes. and having to figure it out. And that's part of the fun for me anyway. Yeah. Like I get Same. really frustrated nowadays with overly heavy tutorials. Just let me figure out the game on my own. Press W to move forward. Really? <laughs> you know, we could have worked that one out. <laughs> or the modern tutorial is you're halfway through the game and it says, if you bring out your camera, you can identify a mark. I'm like, I did that fucking four hours ago. What the fuck? <laughs> and my favorite thing is where I'm watching a streamer and uh, and it'll, it'll come up with that kind of like late tutorial information, like a long way through the game. And yeah. they won't have realized that that was, it's like, wait, I can, I can, what? Yeah. I've been, I've been just fighting my way through this. There's a special move. I didn't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, but, Jessica is a perfect example to to me of 
trying to add too much to a game. Yes. And 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 kind of ruining the 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 the, the perfect feel of the yeah. of the original. Four, four times the amount of levels. It was rushed. Matthew Smith didn't want to make that game. He just didn't want to make that game. He will admit now that he did not want to make that game, and you can tell. It was it was rushed to um, release like a modern game because they wanted to get on the back of it. He kind of wanted to get on that. He, he felt pressure because he spent all of his money from Manic Miner. He didn't get as much as he thought he did. He thought he was. So it was a bit like, you know, i got to get this game out. So he was rushed. He was pushed by the publishers, uh, software projects at the time because Bug Bite had sold on the content. I can't remember exactly why. Um, he, because it was buggy, he added too many levels. The levels were too complicated. He never play tested it. I don't know if he's ever will will ever admit to it, but I don't think he ever play tested it. Um, so it was a case of a modern game sequel like Far Cry 6, too much crap in it compared to Far Cry 1, which was a good game. Um, yeah, it's it's just, I always say there's an easy metric to what is a better game than what is a worse game. And I ask this to most people. Did you ever finish Manic Miner? A lot of people are going to say yes. Did you ever finish Jet Set Willy? I never, and I don't know anybody that did. Um yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, we're classic classic um, game, unexpected. I know a lot of people. Uh, is Manic Miners get good personified? Yes, no way, yeah. yes, <laughs> but that's there's nothing wrong with that. Manic Miner is a hard game, same as Spelunky, but it's not hard if you learn how to play it. It's, it's just one of those fun. things where it, it's brutal but fair. Yeah, like it's understandable. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not that the game is making you die. It's you making you die. Yeah. Once you yeah. once you understand the systems. Yeah. If you're if you're dead, it's your fault. Two best platform games in the world state that, in my opinion, Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy, and to a degree, Super Mario Brothers, two, uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers one, sorry, and Mario Brothers three, um, have the same kind of easy to perfect, hard to play. Sorry, hard to perfect, easy to play. That's the right. That's the right way. So yeah, to me, um, Jet Set is is a bad sequel, and I know a lot of people so, will say I don't. I disagree, and you're wrong. <laughs> and just because I'm thinking about it, as much as we're not talking about Splunky Two as a sequel, this kind of makes me think about it. Though you said Jet Set Willy just has too much crap. Yes, it does. <laughs> to a certain extent, sometimes I feel like Splunky Two is a little less of a good game because of how much crap it has. Like, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think it's a bad game. I just think that there's something to be said about keeping it simple and keeping it really yeah. visually understandable and really not cluttered with all the things, yeah. you know, and, and the mechanics. They the, the changed a lot of mechanics in Splunky 2 or Splunky 1, which we have talked about, and I think most people agree with me. I'm not sure Pixels does. I think Pixels maybe come over a little bit compared to how he used to defend it more. But he never really played Splunky, did you? You didn't play it as much? Well, not as much as you used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but I, but not, few people have. So. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the same thing. The mechanics were changed, which is not a bad thing in a game. Um, like the shopkeepers. You kill them much different in um, Spelunky 1 than you do in Spelunky 2, and they are far easier, even though you think they're far more complicated in Spelunky 2. When you realize how to do it, you're never going to fail. 
Splunky one, I can still get shot in the face by doing it because they are so fucking fast. Um, and, and I think Jet Set Splunky 2 have the same... I think it's, it's exactly the same fault, as you said. It's just too much stuff. So they, they took perfection and they went, oh, let's make perfection more. You can't. If you've reached and perfection, that's, that's perfection. absolutely a pitfall. You yeah. know, that's absolutely yeah. a, a chance you take is, are you going to overload this game yeah. you know, by making something new? We were talking about it earlier. Um, I think Pixels mentioned it uh, in the sequels. Do you take what people want and make the same thing? Or do you try something different? They tried something different. It just didn't work. Splunky 2 is still... Splunky 1, sorry, is still the game that most people will go back to. So, it's... it's Yeah. It's difficult as well, because you could also say Splunky 2 is still a good game. I know it's still a game oh, it is. you enjoy. Oh, yeah. I enjoy it immensely. I mean, there's a reason why I keep playing it. Like, it's obviously... I'm getting some enjoyment out of it, otherwise I wouldn't come back. So, so the question is, with some of these games where the first game is like the shiny golden god of, of, of the series, is that fine? Do, do you just have to accept that you're not going to make a better game than that, and the sequels would just be not quite as good but still fun kind of thing? I, I think you do, but if I was developing it, I'd want to make it better. And I'm not sure if I... I think it's down to Ego. You've made the game that absolutely... It's, it's like Derek Yu. He made the game that every other developer of today says, I want to make a Spelunky. Every developer will say that Spelunky is the best game, Spelunky HD. And I think that for that to not go to your head, you have to be a better man than me. Um, and I, I don't think there's anybody who was honest could sit there and say... If they were Derek Yu, would they say, I can make a better game? I think you'd all say yes. Uh, That's and, insane. Yeah. It's insanely tough when you essentially peaked early, as people say, you know, because that yeah, you're yeah. living in the shadow of that. And like, how do you, like, you have to prove to yourself that I can do something better yes. you know, or something yes. different. Peter Molyneux, right there, always trying to make something better, always overpromised, still a gaming developing god. And, um, but he constantly tried to make something better to the point where it just got ruined completely. So hopefully hopefully Derek won't do that. Hopefully Matthew Smith will release a real game soon again. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> Too much coke, your, I think. What's your pick then, Colin? Oh, I had a hard time with this. Well, I'm going to tell you what my pick would have been if I had time to play it so I could actually give you a you know <laughs> real reason why. But Blood to Blood 2... From what I've understood, this the sequel to Blood is nowhere near as good as the original Blood. And I've played uh, a fair bit of the original Blood. I finished the first episode and a half, and then I kind of stopped. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a very brutal game. I mean, most of the game uh, enemies in that game are hit scan. But there's there's a lot of fun in like trying to figure out the routes through it. Um, there's a ton of interactivity and like just fun, interesting things. And from what I understand, Blood Two took a lot of that, and it was on a newer 3D, you know, an actual 3D engine, and it just wasn't as fun. The gunplay wasn't as good. There wasn't as many fun one-liners. The things that made the first game special just weren't there, and the gameplay just wasn't as much fun, and then it's sequel not as good. Uh, but since I don't own Blood 2 and I haven't played Blood 2, I can't talk about that. So we're going to talk about something else. We're going to talk about um, the classic Dig Dug and its sequel, Dig Dug 2. 
And yeah, you've probably not played Dig Dug 2 because it's it's fine. <laughs> it's different. So like it's it's friends. one of those it's one of those cases where they changed it up. They changed it up completely. So the first game, beloved uh, single screen arcade game where you're blowing up enemies basically with like um like an air hose and you're just trying to kill all the enemies on screen. Uh, Dig Dug 2 is essentially the same kind of idea. You're pretty pretty much just trying to clear the board of enemies, but it takes place above ground. And you basically have like this hammer type thing that you can make um, incisions in the earth with. Uh, there's a way that you can use your air pump to blow up the enemies to kind of keep them, you know, where they are, much like the first game. Uh, but really what you're trying to do is get them to fall off into the sea. Um, the problem I think Dig Dug 2 suffers from the most is Dig Dug 1 is so... It, it was from that arcade era where you, easy to learn, you step up to the, the game and you know exactly what you're supposed to do. Like, you pretty much figure it out within two seconds that you're supposed to puff up these guys and that's really all you're supposed to do dig dug two you're kind of there and you're like okay i see these cracks in the ground and i got a thing and you kind of figure out what you're supposed to do the same way but there's like some there's some strategy to it and it's just not quite as fun or not quite as I feel like a lot of times the game is screwing me over by where I put the cracks and it where it arbitrarily decides to drop the ground. There there was a lot of that. Like it felt like I was fighting the game to try to do what it wanted to do. Like I wasn't quite understanding its systems as easily. Um and I think that turns a lot of people off and probably why a lot of people were just like this isn't Dig Dug. I don't want to play this. Like yeah. why why should I play this? Um so that's very much a case of they tried something new. It might still be, you know, if you put, if I put some time into the game, maybe I ha would have a lot of fun with it. But I think I, I spent, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes with, with Dig Dug 2, which is about the normal amount of time you play a, an arcade style game. Uh, whereas I can play Dig Dug on a quarter, you know, for a half hour or more and have a great time. Whereas Dig Dug 2, I just sat there kind of wondering what was going on most of the time. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, uh, kind of my pick here. I've played I have never played Dig Dug 2. Oh. Well, one <laughs> has, one hasn't. <laughs> I I haven't. I, I did load, as as I think Hitch was doing at the same time, I've loaded up some screenshots of it. Yep. Um, it's weird. It, it looks it looks like game overworld map, the game. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it does. Very weird. Um, you have, yeah, to, you have to collapse the land, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I can see how, how they intend it to work, and I can... I can almost see why it doesn't work as well because the the joy of Dig Dug is your is your going around and your your basically the whole level is your oyster and you can choose to attack it in any way you want. Whereas in Dig Dug Two, you've got to deal with those cracks in the land. Yeah, and to and a certain extent, the solution more... is made up for you. you yeah, know, exactly. It's... So it's more of a puzzle solving exercise than a, an arcade game kind of thing by the looks of it anyway but i haven't played it so to, to yeah, me that was kind of the impression i got to me when i played it i played it on virtual console i think i've definitely played it though um uh the first time i booted it up i'm like okay let's get a, what what's this what do i do which went to what you just said cola um once i'd realized what i was supposed to do i realized it was just boring I, I don't like the, the isometric angle. The, the whole thing just... You've got this perfect game 
where it's flat and you go up, down, left and right, you dig, you blow things up, you run to the top to get that guy that's escaping. And then you've got this stupid game where it just, it almost looks like it was made on hardware older than Dig Dug 1. Because it does weirdly it, seem like yeah. a downgrade visually, which I mean, it, funny enough, like Dig Dug 1 did not come out on the NES in America, but it did in Japan. Hmm. Um, and it's great. It's great on the NES and it doesn't look too far off of the arcade. So I don't know why that is. It's probably down to the NES's color palette to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's just I, I like what they did. I like that they tried something different. I always appreciate when people try something different. But I think 99% of the time when you try something different, it also doesn't work. But when yeah. it does work, it's phenomenal. So it stands out. And, and sometimes you can get away with doing something different by not making it a sequel and making it a different game. Yeah, that's um, true. Because cause part of it is people coming in going, great, more of that game I like. And then they come in and it's like, this isn't more of that game I like. Yeah, yeah they should <laughs> have called have it done? should have called it Dug Deep instead. Dug, yeah, yeah, Dug yeah. Deep. <laughs> I think Dug Deep so, works better. <laughs> as it seems to be uh, is the, uh, the way we're playing this, I also found this quite... <laughs> Even though it was my question. Um, but I, one game came immediately to mind. And actually, my mind has been changed slightly on this from playing it more recently. But um, but I'm, it, still, it still works. And that's um, the Chaos Engine and the Chaos Engine 2. Um, another example of changing how the game works um, and making it bad as a result. So, so um, obviously, the Chaos Engine... Being a, a sort of top-down, sort of uh, forty-five degree angle kind of shoot, almost twin-stick shooter without the twin sticks. Um, yeah, uh, quite a beloved game on the Commodore Amiga. Um, I'm not going to claim I'm any good at it, I, but I always have fun when I play it, especially if I play it multiplayer. Yeah, um, it's a fun shooter. It's it's got a, a wacky plot. <laughs> I think it's the only way to describe it. Um, it looks great. It's got, a, it's got a great visual style to it. Chaos Engine 2, they changed it into almost, it's, it's almost like a reflection on modern a modern sequels. They turned it into like a almost like a, an arena battler kind of thing yeah. where you're running around with your characters trying to solve puzzles to get to the end first and get the points. And I, I played this in a tournament recently. And it gave me a new appreciation for the game because I was playing. I was playing it the way it was designed to be played. Um, but I think it still fits in this category because um, it's not. It's not Chaos Engine Two. It's just a. It's got a Chaos Engine skin on it. Yeah. Um, the the gameplay is, is entirely different. <laughs> so if you want, coming in wanting, you know, several levels of sort of twin stick shooter action, you're not going to get it. No. But it. It is quite fun in the fact in in the way you've got these little puzzles you're solving going going around and it's it's one of the few games which are it's like it's like a competitive puzzle solving um thing and I don't, there's not really any other games that do that I don't really know why um but um but yeah it's 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 still pe people always cite it as being one of the you know this got worse um kind of sequels and I I think it's it still is worse. Um, sort of legitimately than the first game. Um, I think it's complete and utter shite. Hmm? 
Um, I have no good words to say about the game. However, I will add a little, uh, what is it, a stipple? Stippland or something? I can't remember the fucking words now. Stipulation. Uh, stipulation on that. Um, I think, and this is going to get me some booze, I think Bitmap Brothers are in general massively overrated. Um, they had great looks, but they lacked in gameplay. I find Speedball 2 to be entertaining for 10 minutes, but then it's just boring. I find Chaos Engine 2 entertaining for an hour, but then... Uh, so Chaos Engine 1 entertaining for an hour, but then I get bored. I don't find Chaos Engine 2 entertaining at all, in any okay. shape or form. There's the booze. You've got the booze you requested. Yeah. I, always, I always tell you what I really think. <laughs> I, I, I don't completely disagree with you. I think, I think Chaos... I think Bitmap Brothers get a lot more credit than they deserve for the games. They're very much style over substance, yes. in my opinion. Yes. There's no but content. I hate, no I hate to say it. I do also love their style. Like I like their, <laughs> yeah, I like exactly, their pixel yeah. art. Like their pixel art's great, and that's partially why I play the games just to see, you know, the visuals that they have. But like, I I don't really have fun when I play Gods or Magic Pockets or yeah. a couple yeah. of the other games that some people like from them. I do like Chaos Engine. I've played quite a bit of the first Chaos okay. Engine, but I've never played the second one, probably because people told me it was bad. Yeah, um, I mean, it is. Chaos, Chaos Engine is good. Uh, Speedball 2, I enjoy. I was playing in the tournament for it the other day. Um, but then, yeah, Gods, I'm not a fan of. Magic Pockets, I'm not a fan of. So they're, they're, they're definitely a, a hit yeah. and miss kind of a developer. The, the problem with like Speedball 2 is Mutant League Hockey is the better game, or Mutant League Football is the better game. Um, sensible world of soccer not the same game but it's still the better game um, mm. and then you get things like Chaos Engine 2 and I can't really think of a better game but I do know there are some out there because they're not Chaos Engine 2 so Chaos Engine uh, and then Chaos Engine 2 just took everything that they actually got right and they did it again let's try something new and no I I, you actually said um, you've been playing it recently the way it's meant to be played. And I think that's part of the sticker for me because I'm not into games that have to be played the way they're meant to be played. And mm. Chaos Engine, you can play that game any way you want, really. It's very linear and, and gets repetitive, but you can still play it kind of your way. You are led down the garden path. You have to get a key to cross a bridge, etc. Uh, but you can do it differently, subtly, um, in Chaos Engine. And I think when you try and play Chaos Engine 2 any way other than it's meant to be, it's just, it's not playable. And I think that's part of the problem. That's why it's I not fun. I think I think one of the, the key differences is Chaos Engine is a game you can play single player and yes. also have more fun if you play it multiplayer. Yeah. Whereas Chaos Engine 2... Is a game you can play multiplayer and have fun, um, and you can't really play it single player. That the option's there with AI, but it's it's yeah. that it's not fun to play it that way at all. Um, so so so, and a lot of people certainly in those those areas would have been playing most of their games single player and then occasionally oh, yeah. some multiplayer fun with their friends when they come around. So yeah, didn't work. It, graphically, it, it it's it's a lot brighter as a game. Which is good in some ways, um, but also it loses some of the, the feel. It's of lost the, the style. Yeah, yeah. I, a bit like a 
Dig Dug 2. I think it looks older than the original game, mm. which is True. weird. You know, <laughs> you've got this nice color palette. Ah, we'll not bother with that one. We'll just do it this way instead. And then you get, like, you get a game like Banshee that comes along that is not Bitmap Brothers, but is looks just like a bit my brother's game it does, yeah. and that's a it's not the most exciting shooter but it's good because it looks good so, so it's his favorite bit my brother's game is banshee <laughs> it wasn't made by brothers, pretty yeah. much pretty much yeah Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's his favorite bit my brother's game is by core <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly okay so we've gone through games that got better in the series games that got worse in this area so just to round it up um <clears throat> we're gonna just have a look at where you've got a longer series of games so there's a lot of franchises that go on for years and years and years and years and years no shit. But frequently what happens is a game will get better and uh, uh, and then it will start tailing off tailing off until they just go it's not worth making these anymore and they'll stop <laughs> oh, or oh. They'll make a game. <laughs> make a game. Hang on. <laughs> Ubisoft. There you go. That's <laughs> there we go. Get that, get that out there. <laughs> or you'll have a game where they'll make the game for a while and then they'll make an absolute stinker um, just out of the blue and that'll just kill the series off dead. Assassin's <laughs> um, Creed 3. <laughs> but, um, but it didn't kill the series off dead in that case. But, uh, it should have done. Um, so in this case, we're looking at where the last game of the series is actually the best game. They went out on a high, uh, or a most recent game in the series, if it hasn't. Uh, I've got. I'm just going to say, there. Super Tech Boy, are you saying Fallout with a dot 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 dot? Does that mean you think Fallout Four is the worst game in the series that killed it? Because you are incorrect. Fallout seventy. Oh, Fallout seventy. Can we can we not count that as fucking Fallout game, please? I know it's called it, but yeah. <laughs> you've already purged it from your memory. It's a bit like Elder Scrolls Online. No, it's not an Elder Scrolls game. It just happens to be called Elder Scrolls Online. So. Super Tech Boys also mentioned Guitar Hero. I was looking at Guitar Hero as a possibility for for, for this one because I do like Guitar Hero two quite a lot, but and I do like some of the later Guitar Heroes quite a lot as well. Yeah. But then they did like Guitar Hero Live and things like that, which and they like... added buttons, which is goof troop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the so, the, uh... the question is, correct me if I'm wrong here. A full game series or the last game is the best? Yes. Correct. Okay, okay. So forget the old scrolls, forget the fallouts. They don't. <laughs> they don't count. They don't count. Go on, Cola. You go first this time. Yes. Okay. So I thought about this one for a while and a lot of, t and this is even harder for a lot of us on, you know, who are talking today because we don't play as many modern games sometimes, <laughs> at least I don't. Um, but when I think of like a classic game series that went on for a long time, I have to give for the last entry being the best, um, Garou Mark of the Wolves, which huh. is from the Fatal Fury series of uh, fighting games. I think Garou is the pinnacle of that series. Not saying that other Fatal Fury games aren't great. Uh, there's a ton of them that are a lot of fun. But Garou uh, came out in 1999, and it's the last Fatal Fury game. The animation is so top-notch, especially for the Neo Geo. Um, awesome characters and movesets. Uh, the game is just a treasure. Uh, that's I, I I'll kid sit here and gush I guess, <laughs> but uh, it's it's uh I I think Garou is is the top for that series. 
Well, you know, you know, I don't like game. fighting games very much, and I fucking love Goro. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So, I, 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 I get that. it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's just a good fighting game. It's got really nice animation, uh, yeah. really fun characters. That I mean, there's not a. Some fighting games can get a little crazy with the number of characters, and I think they have a pretty good balance in Goro uh, and characters being unique enough that they justify their existences. Uh, and there's some cool mechanics with the top system and uh, some other extra moves that you can do when you're in a certain mode. Um, yeah, it's it's just great. And the backgrounds, of course, are beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. All the sprite work is SNK on a on its on their you know A game. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, guess uh, I, I guess it's kind of um, when Pixlart got to its absolute peak kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, late 90s, I mean, it, when you look at stuff like Garo and, you know, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike and some of those, like, really high-end pixel, you know, the the end of the pixel era, you know, the end of the hand-drawn stuff, uh, it, they really were <laughs> doing some special stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm still shit at it, but I can play that game <laughs> and have fun with it. Uh, and I, I have a hard time having fun with uh, fighting games, not beam-ups. Beam-ups are like fighting games. Belt scrollers, that's what I like. See, it's funny because I'm, I'm not huge on, uh, well, belt scrollers, as you're calling yeah. them. Um, I'm yeah, not calling I'm, I'm, I'm just taking the piss by calling them that because... Oh, okay. <laughs> I usually call those beat-em-ups, but I yeah, know there's a lot of people who call one-on-one fighters beat-em-ups too, mm -hmm. uh, which I think they're, they're yeah, obviously separate I, things. I yeah. call them brawlers. That's my uh, brawlers is also valid. Yes, I think I think it just distinguishes it a lot more from from one on one fighters and stuff like that. Yeah, fight, fight, oh, fighters and beatmos. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. No, Should we I, have uh, pixels go next since uh, he's had to wait till last on every other oh, question. Okay. okay, we can do that. So I, I had two options here, um, and I was originally going to go for um, fantastic dizzy. Um, <laughs> It's difficult with the Disney series because there has been some more recent releases, but they're kind of not part of the mainline series. They're kind of like remakes, and we found a game we made a while ago, kind of, kind of games. Fantastic Dizzy was basically, it took all the stuff from the previous Dizzy games, um, took some of the modern, uh, more modern sort of platforming elements and things like that, and just bunched them all up into one big game, and it's really damn good game uh, on Amiga and on PC and on consoles as well. Um, but that's not what I'm going to pick. <laughs> what I'm going to pick is um, one of the uh, one of some people's favorite game um, on the Amiga um, in the uh, Sensible Soccer series, uh, Sensible World of Soccer. Um, mm. Because you had the Sensible Soccer games, which were excellent. Um, they, um, you know, good, you know, one-on-one -on -one football games. Uh, you could play leagues, you could play competitions. But then they come along with sensible world of soccer. They've upped everything. There's more, more leagues, more players, and on top of that, they've layered on top a whole management simulation as well, <laughs> to, just to just to increase the uh, um, how special it is, kind of thing. Um, it's not a game that I know a lot because um, I didn't own it back in the day. Um, but it, it really does uh, um, 
fit into that category of just massive improvements to the uh, to the to, to the original game, and it's the last game in the series, so it fits I, this category. Actually, I have to agree. I love SWAS, and I'm not even Still a fan maintained. of sensible soccer, but SWAS yeah. is just great. So. Yeah, there's still groups of people playing it to this day, updating the rosters and bringing out modern versions of it. Which, yeah, players which doing is that. Telling. Yeah, player value. Absolutely. Um, yep, I've watched. I've watched quite a bit of SWAS. <laughs> I've watched way more than I've played. That's yeah, for sure. True. Um, especially being from the U.S., but uh, it is. It is a you know as far as like soccer games, like it's when I if anyone asks me like what one should you play if you want to play a classic one, that'd probably be at the top of my list. Yeah. Very cool. Cool, cool. So, as a bit of a side question, oh no, Hitch hasn't done this yet. No, Hitch, do no, yours. Do I confused myself by not being <laughs> I, changed, I changed it all up. I screwed, I screwed that up. That was all on me. Um, okay, th this was hard for me because most games do seem to peak and die. Um, but there was one series that. Um, Look, if you don't think the Xbox original is retro, then you're an idiot. So this is a retro game uh, that started out on the Xbox, um, but is now... Actually, they're not making a new one at the moment, but the last one and the one before that. And the one before that, I think this game just got better over time. Um, I actually think the Splinter Cell series ended with the best game. Uh, and if this game that... The last one, what was the last one that came out? I forget. But if it was Conviction instead of the last one, I think, so. I think that the game before would have been the best game and the game before would have been the best game. I just think they absolutely perfected the gameplay. I know some people are upset that Michael Ironside isn't in it anymore. And to be honest, just get over yourself. The guy's 70. Okay, he's not going to motion capture action scenes anymore. Not unless you want your hero to be dead. So just just move on. Um, gameplay wise, uh, the reason to me that it got perfected is you can play it single player, and it's great. But co-op gameplay is integrated into both of the final two games, uh, especially in the last one. You can just boot it up. You play with your mate. One of you, Sam Fisher. The other one is some unknown black guy. I've got no idea what his name is, but it doesn't matter. He's got the same skill set. And you play the game just... It's just the perfect co-op game. You get to come from different angles, which is a catchphrase of mine now. <laughs> and it's it it's not... it It's Ubisoft, okay? So this is... It's got to be good for me to say that a game series is getting better and better and it's Ubisoft because that is not me. Is not me at all in any shape or form. Um, but with so far, <laughs> with Splinter Cell, they haven't made it a bullshit open world. There is no collectathons. You don't have to find a thousand feathers stuck at the top of some military outpost. Um, you just collect some ammo, you get your gun, you go in there together or solo, you shoot people. It's a single player game with a not tacked on co-op game and it's it's just fantastic I, I i can't think of any other series that ended on the best uh and before that last game also ended on the best and before that last game ended on the best uh, i still love the original but it just got better and better and better um 
So the last one was Splinter Cell Blacklist. 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 Yeah. yeah it's ago. it's been a while. Uh, there's been unfortunately Ubisoft don't seem to know what to do with the IP, so they keep adding it to Rainbow Six Siege, a game I love, uh, mm-hmm. and has has a character called Zero in it, which is Sam Fisher, and it's stupid. Uh, Sam Fisher's in some Nintendo beat 'em up now, as far as I know as well. That's stupid. Uh, but the Splinter Cell series as a game, please give us another one. It's gonna be perfect. You don't even have to change anything. You got Assassin's Creed asking Cru- for a sequel. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. I am. I think a lot of people today. Are. Yeah, is a day in history. <laughs> it is. It is. And then you've got Assassin's Creed. Last game might have been great. Who the fuck cares? It's just gone downhill anyway. Um, Far Cry. Last game was crap. Far Cry 5. Um, Far Cry 3 was the best, in my opinion, on that. It was the pinnacle. 4 was okay. I'm on the last mission on 4. I've uninstalled it because I couldn't do it. I got pissed off. Um, Far Cry 5 was a terrible game. Far Cry 6 I have no interest in. Um Mass Effect 1, brilliant. 2, brilliant. 3, don't be stupid. Andromeda, fuck off. Um, there's no game gets beyond 3. Assassin's Creed 3? Um, there's no game gets beyond 3 that gets better, apart from Splinter Cell. Drop the mic. I, interestingly... <laughs> Halo, uh... Halo, no. No, 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 no. No, Halo, horrible. Horrible. That's a, that's a fair one from Ed. Uncharted 4 is really good. So. Uh, Mario, I disagree completely. Um, Uncharted, I don't think it peaked over two. I, I almost said something about Mario Odyssey, but it's very much not... I, it that see, Mario, like we talked about, has like hundreds of game, you know, over a hundred games now. And if you start thinking sequels or like last game in the series, obviously Mario Odyssey is not the last game in the series right now. But I guess you could kind of think if you're just looking at the 3D ones, because yeah. um, I think they did a really good job on that game. That game um, brought a smile to my face a ton of times. But, but, but what is the best um, Mario? What is the best Mario? Yeah. Um, man. It, the one that I have the most fond feelings for and I have the most fun with is three or world. It goes back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So um, but, but... 3D Mario, I almost want to say for me, because I haven't played a ton of Mario 64, I'm going to see is probably at the top of my list, but it's probably just because I haven't played as much of the other ones. So good. So good. Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Brothers 1 and 3 for me as well. So um, I Sonic. Yeah, Sonic's the same. I don't even like Mania. Um, See, they, the Sega, of course, had to come out with Sonic Forces after Mania, so I couldn't pick Mania. I almost <laughs> did because I liked Mania. I thought they did a great job. Mania is but... great. Yeah. Do you know what I love the most about Sonic Mania? Is that absolutely everybody says Sonic CD is trash. Sonic Mania is built mostly on it's, Sonic CD. Sonic Mania is very, very reminiscent of Sonic yeah. CD. So all but, all of those people who say Sonic CD is trash, but Sonic Mania is brilliant, you're fucking stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the same game. They just signed. Yeah, it's very much exploratory. Edge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got a I've, I've got a last question for you, which I, I didn't oh. tell you about before. I've not wrote this down. Uh, no, no, so, and that's so, the end of the stream, guys. Thank you. Very <laughs> so, so feel free to tell me to fuck off. Um, so, can you remember a time when you were super excited for a sequel to come out um, to a game? Um, don't even don't pick me first. Don't pick me first. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick you first. Good. Um, so, 
I was thinking about this myself to give you a little time to think. Um, there were definitely a lot of times in the 8-bit era when you know, you'd see a game be previewed in a magazine because I used to read a lot of magazines back then. Um, and you'd think... I mean, I remember following the sort of newer Dizzy games to talk about Dizzy again um, when they went from, like... Dizzy 4, Magicland Dizzy, to things like Spellbound Dizzy, where they'd added all these new animations, and they did all previews saying, look, Dizzy is eating a fruit now, and things like that, and it's like, this is great, I can't wait for this, and I did enjoy the game when it came out, but uh, that's there, there is a lot of uh, memory for me in video game era um, where I think of, uh, of of just the hype behind a game, um, and, uh, and, and just looking at it, I'm I've got to the point now where I'm super cynical. <laughs> I think that's true for a lot of people where you go, oh, a new version of my game. How can they fuck it up now? Yep. Um, <laughs> um, but back, back back in the day, there were games where you go, oh, oh a sequel to that game I love. Yes, please. Um, and, and frequently, it would be good. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Have you, have you got anything you can think of? Hang on, mind, I just dropped this on you. <laughs> so a video game that the sequel... And we got hyped for it, but it turned out to be good or turned out to be bad. Doesn't doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. Just the, okay. just, the just, the hype. Ex- just the hype. Fable three. Hmm? So wanted that game. So disappointed yeah. in that game. <laughs> I mean, you, you you could you could probably say Splunky two because you were quite excited for Splunky two. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right, Splunky two. I was so yeah, excited. We were, all, for we were all real anticipating that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, finally, a new reason to play Spelunky. And fucking hell, I hate this game for at least six months. So, it's, yeah. It's step, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I, can I, so oh, good, there you go. I've got time. Uh, can I just say, you mentioned Dizzy and how it got better and better and better. Um, yeah. I, you know, that I don't really like Dizzy games, no, I know, yeah, yeah. But the reason I don't like Dizzy games is because I played the first Dizzy games and I found them a bit infuriating. I was playing that last Dizzy game that was a remake of the Dizzy game and I've now got the very, very last Dizzy game made by the Oliver Twins. And uh, they're both great. They're both great. I enjoyed them. So go figure. You should try Fantastic Dizzy as well then on your 500 and you'll probably enjoy it, I think. Because they got to the point where, where they kind of fixed a lot of the problems like the in- annoying rolling and all that kind of stuff so. yes so rolling is really annoying <laughs> there are other things as well but yeah no i i really like the dizzy game well no i don't really like the dizzy games now but i will play them and see them and go okay i get why uh, uh, likes this particular series yeah. of games unlike but... a point and click <laughs> yes indeed so there we go. Um, that's our little chat on uh, on sequels. I think uh, we could I did have a lot of stuff there. <laughs> yeah, I did have a couple of that I was looking forward to that I didn't quite get to, um, which I guess I can just say real quick. I mean, everyone's had this. Everyone's fallen into the hype cycle. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever was absolutely <laughs> one just because I wanted that game. And it was... And they showed so many different builds of it, but some of them were actually looked like they were going to be fun, and they just scrapped them. Like I'd love to play those. Like I wish they were somewhere where you could play those. Like what didn't make it? 
Yeah. Um, maybe someday somebody will be kind enough to leave if those the to Duke Nukem humor had matured and that's, that's and the unfortunate aged yeah, yes that is the unfortunate bit about Duke Nukem that we we talk about more nowadays but it's definitely a thing that drags yeah. it down for me um Unreal Tournament 2007 which ended up being Unreal Tournament 3 I was mm. really hyped for that like it looked like such a graphical leap like Unreal Engine 3 was insane even though everybody looked like bulbous big dudes it, it looked really cool you know it was yeah. really nice looking yeah um super meat boy forever was one that i was <laughs> hyped for for a while because it's more super meat boy i loved and adored super meat boy um i haven't even bought super meat boy forever and i probably won't because all the reviews are like this game is garbage um yeah. it's it's barely you know it was basically a mobile mobile game that kind of got out of hand um, and uh, Edmund McMillan, who was the original creator, doesn't have anything to do with it, although the original programmer, Super Meat Boy, is still working on it. So it's kind of, it lo loses some of that shine for me, too. Yeah. Uh, Halo 3 was a big one for my friend group and I. I. I mean, Halo 2 was, but Halo 3 even more. You know, every time a new Halo game came out, it was just, but Halo 3 was, I think, where it peaked for uh, think, my friend. I think I'm the anyway. only person that found Halo 3 to be dull. See, well, I'm I'm telling you, I'm I was hyped for it. I literally uh, waited okay. in line that night for Halo Three. Bought an Xbox 360 that night for that game, and I played the story mode and was very disappointed in how it ended. Like I did not like how Halo Three ended myself, and I didn't like the story mode that much. And it was kind of, that the multiplayer was fine. I still had a lot of fun with multiplayer, but story wise, I was a little let down from two. Yeah. Um. But those are some of the big things I can think of. I'm not like, alone yeah, anymore. I, I didn't mention um, the Souls series. Um, I'm a big fan of the Souls series. I played Demon Souls, really enjoyed it. Uh, I was super hyped for Dark Souls when that came out. Uh, I bought it on release, wasn't disappointed. Uh, and uh, I know I know Ed mentioned in the chat that he didn't like Dark Souls too, but I really enjoyed that game. And I was hyped for that to come out. And I wasn't disappointed. And it, it's just gone on and on for me with that series. Um, but uh, but yeah. It's serious. I can get hyped for <laughs> for a change, which isn't common these days. Super Tech Boy, Heart of the Tiger. Oh, best Wing Commander game. I nearly put Wing Commander in this because I, I really quite like Wing Commander Prophecy, which is kind of like the last uh, last game. But I haven't played all of the series to really um, be able to say it's the best. Yeah, I okay. played about fifteen or twenty minutes of Wing Commander One on Amiga. And I have never played any others. Dude, Heart the of the Tiger. This is, this is, You've this got is a, a 3DO, dude. Heart of I know, the Tiger. I know. I, do. I know I do. <laughs> I just took that out of its cardboard prison lately. So it's... Uh... Heart of the Tiger, incoming stream, guys, on 3DO, Mr. Cola. <laughs> so you can catch up to me, who's already streamed it twice. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm always playing catch up, aren't I? So, any I'm final comments before we wrap up? Yes. This was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good one, wasn't it? And we lasted yeah, for over two hours. I was expecting yeah, we were... 30 minutes. Well, we, yeah. we I was wrong. 30 again. minutes out of this talks for we two hours. We didn't start until about quarter past, about quarter, 15 minutes in. So actually, about 45 minutes. So. Yeah. Perfect. So it's good stuff. So yeah, so that was all about sequels. Obviously, if you want to listen to any of the other Hitching Post podcasts, you can go to anchor.fm slash the Hitching Post. Um, there's all the all the old hitching posts are available there, um, and you can always uh, come back uh, and see us whenever the next one happens to be. 
when someone else comes up with a good, <laughs> good uh, I, I, I have ideas for proper good. podcasts like this one. So I also have ideas for silly one-offs that seem to go quite well, to be honest. So those are always yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, and obviously we hope World Mr. Gray's um, injury gets better, so we can yes. have him shout. He stabbed himself one. in the bum. Imagine stabbing yourself <laughs> in the bum. I don't know what he was doing. So embarrassing. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's weird.